Well, hello everyone and welcome to today's show. This week is going to be absolutely crazy busy in Westminster with party politics being on fire, everyone's being crazy, the media being completely complacent, the political class not knowing exactly how to fix the problems of this country. We're going to tell you what we're going to talk, be talking about today. But before I start, a reminder, meet Maya. Thursday, two days from now, uh, we're going to have our first uh, gathering, social gathering in London. Uh, so those of you who live around London, uh, Thursday, the link is in the description, I think, on top of the video. Uh, then definitely sign up for free. It's a members-only event, so you guys can come for free. Uh, the next event will be in Manchester, then Birmingham in the coming weeks, and then we're going to go around the country, well, slightly more north, southwest, and all the other places, Dorset, Bristol, everywhere. Uh, so first, going to be London on Thursday, so definitely sign up for free, and then Manchester and Birmingham. Now, today's video is going to be about a number of things. So firstly, this rumor that came out from uh, Sage, as usual, October lockdown, a potential October lockdown. The government have come out to reject the idea that it's not definite, Usually what they say, when, it, when they say it's not definite, that means it's happening. But this time, let's just take their words. But they say that it's, it's a contingency plan for the winter crisis, as if we never had an NHS winter crisis before, uh, to uh, essentially do a bit of a um, lockdown-ish lockdown. Uh, next, we're going to be talking about the Tory tax rises and Tory socialism because of uh, social care and the NHS funding we're going to be discussing that and of course Priti Patel is back and she's got a new rhetoric against Macron's government and uh, so we're going to be discussing the border crisis with Priti Patel as well and members Q&A we've got a couple of questions from the members of the channel uh, which we are going to answer now first let's talk about this uh, story the Times uh, mentioned this of course because of the uh, the eye that came out to spread this rumor because of this some anonymous sage member saying that we're going to do a five break plan for the winter and but now the government says it's a last resort. They didn't say it's not on the table. It's a last resort to save the NHS. Three weeks to flatten the curve and protect the NHS. Everything's fine, guys. Everything's fine. Now the idea behind this is that uh, when the I essentially reported the story, they made it sound like well, it's definitely happening. It could still happen. The government said that you know we're not going to completely do this. What they might do is extend the half term uh, for the schools. Uh, from for like one week to two weeks and do a, a tiny bit of a lockdown. I'm not really sure how that's going to save or help anything or anyone. And of course, shutting down the economy with one day or six hours uh, is a massive hit for ordinary people. But having a week or two week fire break plan, it's not going to help the NHS or any sort of virus or any sort of illness. It's not unless you want to shut down the country for two years. As I said a year ago, if you're going to go to dictatorial, just shut down the whole thing. And then you think you've eliminated the virus, you come out and be like, oh, the virus is still there. Because all this control freaky stuff is not about the virus. Keep saying it's not about the virus and now we know it. Because it takes us to the next story, which we're going to talk about. Um, the, the people who benefit from these sort of lockdowns, the people who benefit from these measures. Now they said that, you know, might, this is extension for the half term and things like this. Nonsensical. These guys. Now, test and trace. We've been exposing uh, the, the people at the top of the trust and trace on this channel a lot. Now, this is another story that's not been mentioned in the mainstream media. What are they talking about today? Just the one main topic, which is the social care issue, which we are going to address. But all these stories, they matter. They're not telling you. So, Circo, 
one of the companies running Test and Trace has now been paid fifty million pounds a month. So they have been making so much money, and the others as well, all the other stakeholders and the consultants who make about a thousand pounds a day. It is in their interest for these measures for this app to continue. Of course, it's in their interest, and of course, they have good lobbyists who go to the Downing Street to push the government to keep doing it. Now, last year, uh, the department uh, spent. 316 million pounds with Serco, a publicly listed firm that specializes in government contracts. So far in 2021, the government has spent 387 million pounds with the company. Now, I mean, Serco have also been involved with the Home Office, with all the other issues and transport and housing illegal migrants. The issue is that since then, Serco's profits have soared. In the first half of the year, its operating profit was up to 31%. 31%. Now, one of the problems is that when it comes to corporations going hand in hand with governments, there's no actual scrutiny when it comes to these contracts anyway. Uh, and if something goes wrong, the government and politicians will take the blame. And these guys will just get away with it because there's no accountability. We do not elect these people. But if we didn't elect them, then why do we even have any involvement without any scrutiny? Make it more democratic in a way, make it more directly accountable to at least the ministers. We need to know what's exactly going on. Stop hiding this uh, information. Some of the contracts are completely hidden anyway, and journalists had to dig in to actually find out what's going on. Now, as we said, one of the issues with that was the test and trace consultants who've been paid £1,000 a day. £1,000 to be a consultant on test and trace. An idiotic app that's not even working. It's not effective. And it's, well, it's just, I, I don't really understand. £1,000 for what? Considering we are saying that we don't have money for public services, but apparently we do for test and trace. Now, Serco said that they were proud to be involved in the test and trace program. Of course, you're proud. You make all this money. And then we, we wonder why we can't pay the frontline services. We make cuts for ordinary self employed people and people on obviously minimum wage. We have to ask them to pay more tax to give money to these guys and the middle management and top management. This is the issue that we have. Now, tomorrow, we are going to be having a vote in the comments uh, on these uh, tax rises. Now, it takes us back to the issue of today's uh, social care debate. The government is absolutely bonkers. We knew that already. The Tory loyalists who attacked Theresa May's dementia tax and social care plans in 2017, they're now going with a similar but more idiotic plan that Boris Johnson came up with to even tax people more. And this new idea will only benefit some affluent areas in London and Southeast. Now, other places, the North, the Midlands, Wales, Northern, uh, of course, places in England that's going to be even more affected directly by this policy. Yeah, they're, they're going to be completely uh, receiving negative impact because they don't really understand how to solve this issue because they think there is no alternative. We are going to be talking about the alternative. In fact, later tonight, after this, at 8 p.m., I'm going to be on LBC's Cross Questions with Ian Dale. It's going to be a panel with me and uh, Claire Fox and a couple of others uh, and uh, the Labour Shadow Home Secretary and also Dr. Phil Hammond. I'm going to be talking about this because why do we not discuss the alternative when it comes to social care? Not just Germany, Sweden. Let's talk about Sweden. And I'm going to be discussing why, why this matters because this guy, Prime Minister who was, according to himself, unashamedly a Thatcherite capitalist, he is not only going to be increasing national insurance, which they say is only just around 1%. It's not. 
because it's 1%, 1.25 for the employees and the other for the employers is double. It's double whammy. And it's not really that. It's, it will actually end up in a 10% tax hike. It's 10% essentially in terms of the, the, the value, in terms of your paycheck. So, and ordinary people will all be massively hit. Small businesses will be hit so they can't really hire anyone new. We already knew that. And people say, well, what, what do we do? What tax rise would you accept, Maya? Stop doing that. It doesn't work that way. There is a very, very complicated process. You need to cut taxes for businesses, not necessarily corporation, just ordinary business tax for businesses so that they could actually grow and hire people and also pay their staff proper wages. And at the same time, if you're going to go with the concept of we need to fund, you need to make some cuts in terms of weird departments that we have, arts departments and all the other stuff. Cut all the waste, the bureaucratic issues that we have, focus on frontline services and essential services like social care. And then what you do is create a Swedish system which works in a way that the government will have the base, fund, cover the base, and then so that everybody will be on the same level. You're not going to have any backup plans, like completely sell your house in that sense. And then the rest of it will be on top of it a premium where the insurance concept will come in and you'll fund it over time as you grow up when you're 20 on onwards 18 uh, in a very very small ma matter and that won't really care that much you're not going to get a situation where right now the younger generations are going to get older we can't afford houses anymore so when we get older we can't even sell our homes for social care costs we don't even have assets so how are we going to address that issue this is the problem that we have and this guy who's come out to also go after uh, the dividends they say well first they say dividends profits and it's just <laughs> profit is for the actual company and we pay corporation tax on it and then dividends the shares uh, that people get now shareholders dividends that's quite interesting they are not going to go after shareholders thinking and a lot of people who don't really follow economics or business um, news all they hear is Ah, the top business people with suits and ties and rich people with mansions. These are the shareholders. That's not how it works, guys. Yes, you have the top ones. And you could, you know, if you want to go slightly socialist, let's go after the rich and bring them down. Unless, as long as you get the fair share from them, I don't care. Just, you know, pay your taxes. That's all I want from them. Don't try to evade tax. But this was a concept that we created under the capitalist model. And people like Reagan and Thatcher promoted it before people like Karl Marx were angry that workers a part of companies did not really have any control they don't own a company and then you had, you had the company bosses factory bosses telling them what to do so the capitalist model and promoted by Reagan and Thatcher and the others they allowed ordinary workers to have shares in their own companies and now we have a situation where the majority of shareholders in every company is in terms of quantity a lot of ordinary people, a lot of ordinary workers and external stakeholders who just own bits of shares. Apart from the, the few who own big chunks, the majority of companies is just owned by smaller shareholders. Now, they're going to go after these guys and the majority is just ordinary people anyway. They're not even rich. The other problem with they're going after shareholders funding, how do you think pensions are being funded? The pension pots. You're going to be destroying pensioners. You're going to destroy young people by taxing them. So... Old people are going to lose money. Young people are going to lose money. Businesses are losing money because they're going to have another lockdown potentially. And you wonder why no one's clapping for the NHS. So as I said, this was my big rant. And we're going to be discussing this a lot on this channel because no one's really brave enough in the media to talk about any of this. So if you want to obviously share this video, definitely share it on social media. Use the, the URL address in the browser to share it because we need to talk about this. Considering the Prime Minister has come out now to say, oh, the Taliban have changed now. 
They're reformed. Come on, guys. They're more moderate. They're more like the Lib Dems. They're no longer Corbynistas. Are you kidding me with this? They're, he's told the members of parliament and Tory MPs and everyone that we have to find a way to be diplomatic with these guys. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to consider alternative routes if the Taliban show that they've changed. <laughs> Why would they even change? You do realize that they have no benefits gained by changing. Um, of course, they're, they're, they're being, well, they've been trained politically now by China and the CCP. They've got these press conferences. They just did the reshuffle today. They have a new cabinet. And the interior minister is on FBI's wanted list. Well done, guys. They're openly trolling America now. And then Boris Johnson comes out and says, well, we need to encourage the younger, moderate members of the Taliban who don't really behead people. They just shoot them in the head. So it's slightly more moderate. Yeah, sure. Less barbaric. And then we have to work with them. Nope. We've been trying to do this for decades uh, with uh, that, so that part of the world. It doesn't really work that way. It's not the Gorbachev situation with Soviet Union that you can do business with. You, you need to find a way to completely shut down this business of barbarism and again this again we're not really fighting against them anymore this is this is a proxy war it's china you're fighting against ccp so find a way to deal with it now boris johnson is in trouble a number of people starting the uh, prime ministerial campaigns and leadership campaigns and of course rishi sunak is one of them i have a feeling priti patel is getting ready as well because she's come out with a new rhetoric as usual on this channel we say i'll believe it when i see it but priti patel has come out to say something good I like this, if she actually does it. She promised the French authorities a lot of money, as you know, millions of pounds, to stop the migrant crossings. They haven't done that. So now she's come out to tell Macron's government that, you know, the money I promised, we signed the agreement, I'm not going to give that to you unless you sort out the crossings. She's told the MPs that we're not giving, um, we're not giving them a penny of the money so far. They haven't given them anything. And France is going to have to get it act together if it wants to see the cash it's payment by result and we've not yet seen those results the money is conditional this is a good first move if she does it it's the home if the home office actually do hold the money this will be a good semi-punishment against the french that's just one step that she has to make in terms of solving this issue anyway um, because it's not just the french fault it's also the border force we could just turn the boats around but they keep saying, well, no, we can't. It's difficult. The Australians are it. You can do it too. So it's just all excuses anyway. They're all just playing party politics. Now she knows that, the, that Boris Johnson is weak, so she wants to fix something now so that in case any leadership campaign comes up, they say, oh, well, there we go. I fixed the migrant crisis, guys. So being so cynical, she might just actually mean it. So <laughs> let's just be objective, Maya. To be fair, she's trying her best. But I want to see action. Sick and tired of this. So we'll be discussing this. Uh, this, as I said, this week, um, Parliament, Parliament is going to be completely crazy. Uh, we're going to see tax rises. We're going to see young people being destroyed, old people being destroyed, homeowners, renters, businesses, un uh, homeless. Everyone's basically worse off now. And as I said yesterday in, in the video, it's all because the whole model and the whole system is broken. The political system is broken. The economic model is broken. Keynesianism doesn't work. Stop printing money, stop spending money and taxing ordinary people for it and sell it to the public. Oh, we're only taxing the rich. You're not taxing the rich, you're taxing everybody else. Now, we do have some questions from members of the channel. If you don't know, full members of the channel, you can go to the membership area page and there's a box at the top of the screen 
where you can submit your questions and I'll answer them. And, and of course, we see what's going on in the world. Also, tomorrow is Wednesday, so we have our Zoom call. So again, membership area, click on it if you're a full member, not a standard member. Then uh, go on, uh, scroll down, you get all the uh, dates for the Zoom calls every Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Sign up now for free and I will discuss things then. Now, Tim Hill says, Good morning, Maya. I have booked to attend the Reform UK conference next month. Would you like me to do a report on it for the channel? Actually, Tim, that would be an amazing one. Now, Tim Hill is one of our good uh, newsletter contributors. As you know, every Monday we have our weekly newsletters as well uh, for uh, full members. Uh, Tim has been great, absolutely. Uh, and yes, if you could do that, I would appreciate it. We could actually show it on the channel, see what's going on with Reform UK, because we haven't really heard much from them um, in the past couple of months since uh, the London elections. John Barker says, hello, Maya. What, what I meant by asking you, oh, yes, because John asked me uh, last week, uh, is it still worth watching the short clips on YouTube? Uh, he said, was it worth us watching the short clips on YouTube? Uh, did you get, do you get any benefit from it in terms of uh, monetization? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not going to stop you from watching him. Um, all I was meant to say last week was... Uh, you don't worry about it. You don't have to kind of go through the effort of watching the full versions here and then a couple of minutes there. Um, it, it doesn't really uh, make that much difference if you know one or two people just watch the short clips. Uh, but of course, any support, I really appreciate it. You guys have been absolutely already amazing. So the fact that obviously you guys are supporting this channel here on this website, I'm not going to proactively tell you, yes, John, go watch YouTube as well. No, <laughs> but if you want to, definitely. I mean. It's up to you. Uh, any support is appreciated. Uh, Dylan says, if Canada gets the Conservatives in power, how is that party different to the UK or the Australian Conservatives? Well, the Australian Conservatives are the, the, the Liberal Party and uh, they've gone slightly off the rail as well. But uh, the British Conservative Party, which I always say, um, for those of you who have not been really up to date with how the, the shift in terms of the political spectrum has been made in this country, the Conservative Party in this country, yeah, until 2010, uh, used to conserve the values of classical liberalism and old English liberalism. The values of free trade, free market, limited government, lower taxes, uh, purchasism. Um, now, they are since 2010, they are conserving the values of new Labour pluralism. Uh, so big government, high spending, bribing voters being centrist populist, just promising everyone everything, you know, oh, going to give you all the pensions, all the pensions. Uh, and then you get them to vote for you and then you betray them. Uh, so it's a bit, it's a bit difficult. And, you know, it always comes across as like me, I'm just doing a Tory bashing video. It's not really Tory bashing. Because uh, unless there's an alternative, a good alternative, I'm still going to have to vote Tory anyway. Um, I'm, I'm not going to vote for a random small party unless just because it's a protest vote. I'll be considering an alternative party if they have a credible plan and a credible team, not just one leader will be like, ah, yes, UKIP, and we like Nigel Farage, so I'm going to vote for UKIP. No, I'm not going to vote for any party based on emotions. We need a credible plan, credible party, credible team, from the infrastructure to the manifesto, everything, uh, even though I'm really against manifestos. <laughs> so, um, but the difference is the, the Canadian Conservatives are pretty good. Um, they could be, you know, at times authoritarian as well, just like most conservative parties, but uh, they are slightly better than the UK conservatives. The Liberal Party in Australia overall are pretty good. There are some authoritarians inside who run the top of the party and you know, government and all that. Um, but 
compared to the UK ones, they're both much better, generally speaking. Uh, still a bit more pro free market and free trade. Uh, the yeah, the UK British part, uh, British Conservative Party need to sort themselves out, and they only have a few months left. Otherwise, this trend will continue, and then they will struggle in the next election. If they're going to be promising big government, they're going to be losing some voters. They might get some of the Lib Dem votes and some of the um, certain former Labour votes, but that's not how you run the country. Um, so, and some of the arrogant Labour uh, Tory new Tory MPs who now say, "Well, we are now from the blue wall. We call it the blue wall." No, no, no. Do not call the red wall blue wall. The red wall in the north, they lent them vote for, you know, to you. It's not your vote like right now. It's not a permanent vote. Don't take it for granted. Do not call it blue wall. It's still red wall. It will become a blue wall if we truly sort out the mess. And then they will they will no longer vote Labour. They will just be a natural Tory voter. So that's uh, all the uh, questions that we have. Don't forget the link. I think on top of the uh, screen, uh, the video, uh, to uh, sign up for free to come to London. If you're in London or just around London, uh, to meet with me at uh, 8 p.m. on Thursday, we'll be emailing you the details of the, the venue uh, 24 hours. So like tomorrow night, we'll send everything to you guys. We'll email it to you. So definitely sign up for free. And I will see you guys tomorrow with a new video.